So we just walked, walked right into this whole idea that, you know, you have, um, Sephardic uh, blood in you. Some people are Krehanim. Some people are just hot tempered. Some people have all kinds of issues the way they grew up. They're very sensitive to curse words or they're very sensitive to, to the way people behave or they're very good or they have bad midos or good midos, whatever it is. The Nesiva Shalom says that when Hashem told Avram Avinu Lech Lecha, Me'artzacha, from your land, Me'maladetacha, from where you were born, which is in the land, like the land would be like America and born in New York, right? Umibesavicha, the ax house. Hashem says to go out of these things. He says, when a person leaves, first you leave Beisavicha, your house, then you leave the, the city, and then you leave the continent, the country. So why does it say, And he says that Hashem was telling Abraham Avinu to leave emotionally from everything that was holding him back and stopping him from becoming Abraham Avinu. Character traits that are Put inside of us. Every person born in this day and age in America automatically is going to have character traits and, and thoughts. And we think like an American. We think maybe more liberal than, than our grandparents did or whatever it is. It's going to affect. We have an effect from the land that we are brought up in. We have a deeper effect from our area. And the most serious effect to our DNA is from our parents and our family. For good and for bad. And sometimes what's holding us back is, is ingrained in us. Like over here, you have to be sweet and kind to your, to your child who is in so much pain and is so lost and is off the derech, is, is, is not performing and is cursing and is behaving terribly and putting herself in danger and, and really in, in terrible danger of, of having a future. She doesn't see a future for herself and the midos that you need are very, very different than the Midos you grew up with. That's called, in our language, a Nisayo. It means Hashem is giving you a test. And the purpose of a test is to be Omed the Omed the stand on top of the test, to withstand and stand on top. If a person is, for example, and I use this in GPS, Navigation for Your Soul, it's a very, very worthwhile book that I wrote specifically for this purpose so people should understand. If a person is in the ring with somebody and they're fighting to the death and he beats the guy and to show his victory, his might, he stands on top of the guy and the guy is dead or he can't move. That's the ultimate victory. I could stand on top of my opponent and, and he can't even throw me off. He can't even wiggle. He can't move. He's standing now taller than he was before. Or somebody decides to learn karate. He comes in being a white belt. And the next year, he's a yellow belt. And the next time, he's a green belt. And the next time, he's ready to go back in. He's the top of the class. And all of a sudden, instead of being on top of the world, whack, he gets hit. Because now he's up against somebody who's stronger than him. And he's got to start at the bottom. Boom, he gets hit again and again and again. And he learns how to defend. He learns how to block faster, different. He learns different strategies. And that's how he grows to a higher level that he could never have accessed. We ask, why does Avram Avinu need challenges? He was Avram Avinu. The answer is, we all know, to bring out the the ability to withstand challenges, to bring out our insights, Mikayach El Hapayel, from from something that is a possibility, a potential, into the reality. See, I 
in potential, I have huge muscles. But if I don't go to the gym, they're not real. There's no reality. So people go to the gym to bring out the energy they have inside of them into being reality. And we get tested from Hashem, poked in all different ways, even very painful ways. But it's not for nothing. We believe that it's for us to rise above, to learn from, to never stop fighting, to fall down, pick ourselves up, fall down, don't give up. Sheva Yipal Tzadik become. Tzadik falls seven times. It says seven is the seven Midas. He could fall in all the Midas, but he always stands up. That's the difference between the Tzadik and the Russia. They both fall, but the Russia says, I'm done. I can't. God doesn't like me. God doesn't want me. I don't have the energy. I don't care. And the tzaddik somehow pulls himself up each time again and again and again. The Russia falls with one round kick to the face and he's out and he's, and he's down. The tzaddik also gets it. The tzaddik also has sin that needs to be cleared on Yom Kippur. It could be a very big sin, but he keeps on trying. So over here, you're being tested. And what's blocking you is to have empathy and sympathy. What's blocking you is because I, I can't relate to this. I grew up, I, I talk softly, and and he or she is yelling. I, I never curse. I'm so idle. But the tzaddikim, like Rav Pam Zatzal, Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, Shlitel Zazayim Gezunti, Badul Chayim, all the tzaddikim, they were soft-spoken. The Chazanish said, I can raise my voice like the shayfer, and I can yell and scream, that's going to dilute my message. They were also very soft-spoken, but they could tolerate those who weren't and they can give them the kiruv, the love, the warmth to bring them back so one day they would internalize and behave in their in their way with those midos. Your child was raised by you, but they were stabbed by some kind of a terrible trauma and they're behaving against not just you, not just the way that you raised them, but against their own character traits, because they're tithe, they're good. If we had to make from bad into good, I wouldn't help you. We don't have to. They're essentially good. And they're behaving this way because they, they were stabbed and they fell into this world. So they're talking like a truck driver, like a, like a drunken sailor. And you're like, where do these words come from? How did I raise this kid? This has nothing to do with the way you raised your kid. Any of your other kids that are so sweet and able, if they would have gone through what this kid went through, they might be worse. It's called being non-judgmental. We, who didn't go through what the other person went through, never feel that we could do their life better than they're doing it. So many people say, I'm not, ju- I'm not judging, but, but look, you're judging. The fact that you think you could do better going through that. And a lot of people say, but I did go through hardship. Okay, but could be you had resilience from Hashem, that you're just tough or that you were lucky. Don't don't take your blessing and use it to hurt somebody else who was not blessed with that. How do tzaddikim relate to rishayim, whatever, people doing bad? How do tzaddikim relate to people who don't behave properly? They always, and that's why Raising Royalty has so many, I'm, I'm a bookseller now. I got to sell, sell my books. I don't make money on this. I just want people to know so many stories of how they influence them with good, not by punishing them and being angry at them. Get out of here. Don't talk. Nobody ever come came back with that behavior. Nobody gets better with that behavior. That's small-minded behavior. If I look really 
mean at you. I look down at you. I, I have this look of disgust. That's going to change your behavior. Really? Is that proven anywhere? Because I've never seen anybody improve from a look of disgust. And if you would tell me your story, <clears throat> you're just starting out now. And I would look at you with such disgust. You would also leave. Nobody gets better from the look of disgust. So you have to go out of your midos, whatever's holding you back. Even good midos. Don't use your good midos or your kas, your bad midos and anger and short-temperedness to hurt your child and anyone else. I had a father that was here and he told me, I have such a short temper. I, I work very hard. I'm very overwhelmed. The littlest thing, I scream, I yell. He was honest. I said, yeah, but now you have a kid who can literally die. You could lose them forever. So this is your wake-up call to finally deal with your kas. Very, very hard. I couldn't do it. How does someone who have anger problems really overcome? How does someone who has has terrible midos really overcome? How is someone who has very edel midos, very sweet and soft and kind, and then they have this monster? How do you overcome? You are now being called to a greater task to rise up to the challenge. This is like the challenge of Akedas Yitzchak. But Akedas Yitzchak was to kill Yitzchak. A lot of you would be like, that's easy. That's easy. I'll take Akedas Yitzchak. No, this is Amidas Yitzchak. To hold him and to raise him or her and to lift them slowly, 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 to be there for them with understanding and love using the Yudgim Omidas Harachamim, which is why we learn time and every everyday 10 minutes. Every Sunday we do a different midah. Monday review it. Tuesday become a rachom, a chanun. Become merciful. Erech Don't give up. We are going to win this battle. We change behavior from the inside through influence, which is depending on NKN. The higher your NKN is, automatically, when the nafshay, kshura benafshay, is high, automatically is quiet influence. In five years from now, you'll see and when the relationship is, is low, then you can't, you can't influence your child. It could just be another pain in their life, a deep, deep pain. Like my friend who was a kip, he told me, he said, Avi, my parents don't like me. If my parents don't like me, that means I'm not a likable human being. Even animals like their kids, care about them. My parents don't like me. They think if you don't like them, it means you don't love them. That's a different speech. I explain why. But that's a reality. And then a few days later, he tried to kill himself. I'm not a likable person if my own mommy, my own daddy don't like who I am. It's temporary. Temporary insanity. It's all it is. They're, they're, they're thrown into a world where they don't see a future. They try to fit in. They, they, they don't have good friends. They don't have stable friends. So they do drugs and they, they talk a certain way. And all of a sudden, they're talking with an accent. This kid from Skver, he grew up Hasidish in Skver, in Skver. His grandfather's one of the G'dayle Hadar. And then he came at home, sweet home, and he asked me, what time is Shabbat? Shabbat? You're not from Morocco. You grew up in Shabbos. And he asked me, what are the high holidays? The high, ho-? he was living on the street for six, six, seven years. He didn't say, he said the high holidays. They talk different. They talk with a slang. They start Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbat. 
They don't, they just change. They're looking for an identity. Don't take it personally. This is not the end of the story. This is the beginning. We follow what the Chazanish said and all the G'daylam that said love, acceptance, warmth, right? Support, supply, tmicha, like I spoke to Rav Gershon Zatzal. What a video where he said openly what to do. And you have your Rav. If it's Usr to do, we don't do it. If it's not Usr, sure you're going to do it. And then they feel liked. Ah, that's different kid. I don't have to kill myself. I don't have to die. Because I am liked by my mom and my dad. You're the most powerful people in the world. Kids who have a feeling that my mother and father don't like me go through decades of therapy, even if they're from, even if they're successful. I know people 60, 70 years old who don't have self-esteem because their father or their mother didn't like them. And they always felt like a letdown for whatever reason. Even sometimes because you became from. It's a terrible pain deep inside always that you have to work on in therapy that I'm not useless and I'm not a nothing. And I look at some people, I say, you're rich, you're handsome, you're successful, you have a family. And why do you have such low self-esteem? Mom and dad, you're the most powerful people in the world. You show them we like you, even though they're in a state that nobody would like them. And you will see that birthday card that you will get in a few years. And that wedding, on their wedding, you'll see it constantly. You heard it tonight. The kids say, how are you able to, to like me when, when when nobody else would tolerate me? Nobody else would like me. And you always just shined your smile and your, your, you liked me and you liked my friends. How did you do that? You, you instilled in me, you know, a, a self-esteem when I had no self-esteem. You, you were on my side when nobody was on my side. You believed in me when, when I didn't believe in myself. That's what we're doing. And they always proved me right. With Hashem's help, you should all be successful at getting out of the things that are blocking you from saving your kid and do what works. And don't let your bad midos or good midos get in the way of doing the right thing to save your kids. So ultimately you'll see the bad behavior go away and you'll see the good behavior come back and you'll get your kid back. And so many, so many TP parents say, I have my kid back. And the derech, the journey is sweet and calm and the kids don't see you talking bad about this kid, which they hate. And the kids don't see mommy and daddy fighting with each other, which they hate. And they're not living in a situation of, of hate and trauma and disgust. They're living in a happy home. Good luck.